the High Plains, the Dust Bowl, the Great American Desert, Comancheria, home. I've called the Flatlands this for nearly all of my 28 years, and it is its own place. The characters are probably sitting right next to you, or living down the street. Wherever they are, these are their uncensored stories. Folks of here, the revolving vagabonds that create beautiful things out of the short grass and the powdered dust of the flatlands. Some are truth, some are myth. All of them are real, though, and they're the stories of us all. The good, a little over a week ago, I bad, was fortunate to have a band out of Oklahoma, a little trifecta trio, whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, the Washtaws, consisting of Dylan Stewart, Brian White, and the man you're about to hear speak, Master of Mandolin, uh, what other ever titles he has, I'm sure he has a bunch, Buffalo Rogers, I uh, got to talk with him, uh, talk a little bit about his record that came out this past year, uh, he sang a couple new songs, we talked all kinds of stuff, uh, dude's pretty smart, has a lot to say, and has some really good insight on things, disclaimer though, this was after a show the night before, at about 8, 9 in the morning, and I think we finally went to bed at about 3 or 3.30 the night before, and so we're feeling pretty rough and sound like it. Uh, he played music and sang all night, and I had been getting ready for the show for the last couple days, running short on sleep. So uh, if we don't see him all there, it's because we're not. Both pretty exhausted, and I know as soon as we got done recording this, I know Buff had to drive home, but my ass went back to bed till about 5 p.m. that night. So uh, hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoy the new songs. Um, check out Buff. He drops some uh, some dates in here where you can see him. Easy to catch if you're in Oklahoma, especially if you're in the uh, Oklahoma City, Tulsa area. But uh, he kind of stomps all around. Uh, if you need someone to play, hell, hit him up. He'd probably be more than happy to. Um, but yeah, go buy Fair Play Hotel. That's his latest record. Uh, I'll have a link to that stuff in the show notes. Um, but check that out. Check Buff out. Give him a listen. Give him some love. And uh, we'll right, see y'all down the road. To fucking cut off and yeah, right. go somewhere cool though. All right. Oh shit, man! It is. What is today? January twelfth. Yes. January twelfth. Sitting here with Buffalo Rogers. Him and the uh, Washtaws just played here in town last night, and uh, Buff wanted to get on here and talk some shit. So we're gonna do that. Let's do it. So first thing, um, let's just get right into it. Album came out. Um, underrated, underrecognized in my view. Um, one of 2019, even in the world of people that know this shit. Um, Fair Play Hotel. And the album art's cool as hell, too. So, uh, dig on that a little bit. I guess I'll let you just kind of riff, start out. Um, Possums, is that the first one? Get Possums That's first, the first track, yeah. Let's just start there, because I dig the song. <laughs> I, the you know, I wrote that song. Uh, I was in a song contest, and the song contest was at a bar called Legends. And we had to, one of the, there was a word you had to put in the song, and that was Legends. And I was the only person that didn't write a song called Legends. <laughs> and a viral possum treat. And the, the girl who won, uh, won with a song called Two Minute Town that was eight minutes long. Oh. So, uh, I'm going to have to take That's your beautiful. shoes off, do that figuring. You That's know what I mean? beautiful, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Right on. So, is this your first uh, solo, I guess, in depth, full length endeavor, or where'd you start? Yeah, where'd you come from? How long have you been doing this insane life? Uh, been doing it since I was a kid. I've been doing it since I was seventeen or eighteen. That's a lot of all I've done. I mean, I've been a barber. And, well, took pictures and a baker. I mean, I've done all kind of shit, you know, but, um, yeah, but for the most part, played music. I used to play in a band called Buffalo Fits in Oklahoma City that was like a folk duo, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a lot of steam kind of in the beginning of what we did, and did real good at some folk alliance stuff, and <clears throat> kind of had a little bit of push in that world, and we made uh, three albums, uh, one of which is in a can somewhere, uh, and has yet to come out, and a bunch of great songs, uh, Oklahoma Blue, that uh-huh. song the Quails did, that's on there. And so there's there's 12 tracks of Buffalo Fits that are still unfinished. Oh, man. That's, yeah. And, so you got uh, actually a whole other full link deal in the pipe if you ever want it, like, just, you could drop whenever, really. Uh, Pick, yeah, I guess it needs to be mastered, yeah. but oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Oh, it's 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 six songs of me and six songs of Fitz Jennings, the guy I played right with. Right and right. Uh, we've been talking about cutting it up as an EP, as, as much as I hate EPs. Uh, I mean, make a fucking album. Yeah. You know, uh, but uh, I mean, I get it. All of it. Yeah. And I would release that as an EP. But after you made two full links, it's kind of like, what are we doing releasing the EP now? That's that's the first step. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> I get that it's more content, but that don't equal more quality. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, no. I, uh... Oh God, dang it! Well, that coffee's fucking baby bear's porridge. Oh man. Uh, oh, God, it is. Holy shit, they got cold fast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so yeah, it's pretty much all done. And then uh, probably. Seven or eight years ago, Buffalo Fitz kind of quit playing shows. Fitz got a job as a, a union representative for the grocery workers local. Uh-huh. And, and uh, well, in this area, too, all over. This is his region of big Texas, Oklahoma, and I think some of Kansas, even. Nice. And uh, so, so that's what he does. He's got six kids now, which is God, for dude. the Pope. And. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, and so I've been doing my thing kind of. Uh, just kind of switched it f- for more of the show to songwriter stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. For more, like, more focused on, on, I guess, the craft of, the craft of songsmithing <laughs> more so than even writing, because you're, you're a, instru- well, a multi-instrumentalist as well, so. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the guitar is kind of the medium for that, you Yeah, know for I mean? sure. So, uh, and... It's just a different presentation, you know what I mean? I think uh-huh. that's really more... Like, folk music isn't really something... It's a presentation. It's not a... Yeah, and that's... Because everything is folk music. And I guess... You know what I mean? Yeah, because you are... I mean, I consider y'all folk musicians, but, like, it's almost a dirty word even among people that, like, you're like you're kind of saying it's, it's become a thing when, like, folk music, it's literal broken down people music. Like, it's just music that normal people make it's not some highfalutin thing and that's what it's been made into it's it's yeah, yeah and maybe it had the connotation of something that came from a tradition yeah a little bit which songwriting is a tradition mm-hmm. it's a pretty contemporary thing though too yeah exactly I mean, yes really think about it. like like in being considered his own thing like that's what folk music like there was no stealing songs in folk music you were supposed to do that and and and, and modify it 
to your version yeah. of that because hey, human. Two hundred ex- years ago, if you if you wrote yeah. a song, somebody came inside your house and did it, uh-huh. or you heard it, or, or and that's I, it, talking about that. Going back to last night at the show, I feel like it. A lot of people, you know, as it's grown in popularity, you know, from Dylan, you know, accelerating to now, it seemed inaccessible. To people who are like, oh, that's not for me because it's, you know, the 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 highfalutin, you know, academic hippies listen to that. When like, no, it came from our people. And when it's presented to them and they see what it is, it's like, oh, we like this. It's a stripped down form of communication, you know what I mean? Something that's Okay, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, well, well, I mean, I'm conscious of that when I write songs, too, what you're talking about, mm. which is kind of like that line between the accessible and the too cheesy. Yeah, that we're talking about, uh, yeah. And that's hard to walk. You know, we were talking about Silver Wings and Ron Haggard song. Like, it it walks that line because yeah. it, it the, every bit of the intention says what he's saying, and, and the song just is perfect. It's whittled. Yep. And it don't need to be heavier than it is. No. You know. Yeah, if it was. Like, and it's also not like light topics. Yeah. You if know? it was any heavier, like yeah, fine. Neutron Star, man. <laughs> Some dense stuff. Yeah, totally. But 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 like you were saying, accessible at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And, and that's yeah, that's that's the difficult thing to do, I feel like in in any art, you know whatever whatever medium kinda has that same struggle, but that's what it is in, in songwriting or anything with words. Yeah. You can say too much. <laughs> There's a. I, uh, I don't like all Bob Dylan stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, people hate that when I say that, but. Uh, there are some Bob Dylan songs. Uh, Shelter from the Storm. Shelter from the Storm starts with a great line, and each line gets better uh. until the best line, which is the last one. Holy shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's a Tom T. Hall song that's like that, too, called I Hope It Rains at My Funeral. Yes. That is just like, it, it, it just it builds and builds until the last line's like, fuck, when it's done. Just like the ballad of $40. Oh, yeah. Same. Tom T. Yeah. Hall, Tom yeah. T. Hall's a master of that exact. He almost, like, that's his, that's his yeah. mantra is do that, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Oh. That's oh, hilarious. Yeah. No, uh, God dang, I never thought about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so uh, Bob Dylan's a heavy, you know what I mean, a little bit. And that's and talking about that line, walking that line, that's why I was asked you, you know, kind of within minutes of meeting you yesterday for the first time, like how many people actually like understand the Faust backwards title with the with the content of the song because it is so accessible in like very layman's term of like turning Faust on his head. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, this has nothing to do with. <laughs> like it's fascinating, you know. Anything other than. Sometimes you'll like write a song. Oh, I, I, I should say I do. I don't know how people do, but. Uh, <clears throat> and my verses won't be chronological. Uh-huh. Uh And that one. Is the story of Faust backward? Yeah, that's what. That's what's. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's, that's all it is. Uh, and uh, so, th- that's just how it came out. I, my, my, my buddy Matt Harlan from Houston, he has a song called "Waiting for Godot." And it, it got me into theater stuff uh-huh. and like reading plays, uh-huh. which uh, 
a, a play is strange to read because you gotta like well there's there's not context there's just script you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's, you, the context is the room you're in that has stuff yeah. on it you know you don't get that when you're just playing the fucking theater in your head yeah. you know what I'm saying so you have to it made me a lot more attentive of a reader in a weird way reading plays like a con- like constructor of yeah of what yeah, of what your dialogue what, yeah what yeah. the words are I mean it might have some notes or something you know what I mean but like well, you, 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 you have to be able to place a different character in your head when the dialogue change. I mean it's yeah. it, uh, and so I read Faust the play uh-huh. uh, the the Gunther play or the German play and the uh, because my buddy was into reading plays, and so I uh, and that, that I wrote that song about it. Watching the the Ken Burns documentary on national parks. That is so great. <laughs> that's and that's what that, and that's the yeah talking about just like it's so it, if you want to have like this super heady interpretation of it, you're right, and if you don't, you're right. <laughs> I don't know if my interpretation of it is not super heady. I think that a little bit, but... You can take it. You can, like... Yeah, yeah, if you're just hearing it, like, just appreciating for just a standalone song as a story... And, and, it, and, it, and it... With no context of, of Faust. And yeah. Really, that's why it's backward, because yeah. uh, the flow of it fit better all backward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, almost, he lived his life in the wrong order, and you have to be like, hey, this is how you should have done it, guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, That's hilarious. So, no, I just, that was, when, when I first listened to the album, like, my eyes were drawn immediately to that. And it was just like, what the hell is this fucking song I'm listening to? It was like, and then I forgot, like, the title I just read was like, eh, just, like, kind of diddly, and I was like, holy shit, man, like, the yeah. layers and layers on top of this, like, you gotta pay attention, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, uh, yeah, so that was... Uh, uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Damn that. And June bugs in June bugs in May. I actually Take the fuck out of that. You know, uh, we were talking about that Kathleen Edwards song or uh, that. Uh, I make the dough and you get the glory is the name of the song. Uh-huh. Uh, and I wanted it to sound like that on the album, but I also didn't want to play it for anybody playing on the album. And holy shit, it sounds just like that song. That's, I need to go listen to that. Uh, it's not, I mean, not just like it, but yeah. like you could tell it holds that influence. When back. I listen to that song, I'll be like, ah, yeah. ding. Just the production on it. Yeah. Uh, I wrote that song for uh, Brian White's uh, <laughs> little sister, Kirsten, and me were going to have a contest of we were going to write each other a song, and she never wrote me hers. So. Oh, you win. Yeah, I did. Uh, it's from a woman's point of view. The song is Yeah, it totally, yeah. yeah. And it's funny, that's why it kind of like just makes me laugh, because my sister, who's my favorite person in the world, is absolutely, like... Irrationally terrified of June bugs. Yeah. My granddad, for the sheer entertainment of his grandchildren, would eat a June bug. Yeah, yeah. And you know like, I mean? oh, and we still to this day, all we've got to do is just like, ah, and like, yeah. and she'll freak out. And it's so funny. Like, that's as soon as, like, yeah, I understand. It's like, I put my sister, because I don't know, yeah, it was just uh, funny, ironically, for me, especially being from a woman's point of view and it being that specific critter that's being, like, kind of adored. Yeah. So, you know, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it allowed me to put my favorite fake Native American name in it, which is lukewarm water. <laughs> you know what I mean? From Lottawada, Oklahoma. <laughs> lukewarm water. Hello. I'm lukewarm water. God damn it. Uh, 
So, uh, yeah, the, uh, that, that song, uh, I don't really know where it comes from. I, I will really just try yeah. to write her a song. You yeah, know? that's that's what I, then uh, that's why I, like, sometimes it's good not to hear the secrets. Me and one of my buddies always debate this. Like, sometimes I like it ruined. It's like, but then, like, shit like that makes it cooler. When I find out that it just comes from, like, I was trying to fucking write a song and win a contest with a friend. <laughs> I had these uh, two you know? kids come up to me in a after playing Billy Bob's with the quails and we did rattlesnakes and these two kids like man like these two fucking kids talked about rattlesnakes and the cotton from the time they left their house to the time they got to the show I mean you could just tell like they were just so enthralled in the fucking like what it was and it comes from working in Plainview and watching those guys eat those rattlesnakes the first time I heard that song was probably two years before they cut that record finally and Brian just went this is a song about a junkie and just bop yeah. bop and I, I was like those kids was like what the fuck is this song well so, so it is but he was like but they, the metaphor they were hung up on was the yeah. rattlesnakes through the yeah, cotton that's what I'm saying like, but the, uh, the, the, the imagery in that song is like, just you know, insane snakes don't go through no cotton and like they just had like this like this for 20 minutes and I was like well man like I think they do I don't know man it's a, it's a fucking song you liked it and you got it you know what I mean like so I mean it's not I don't it's not it's not that I don't want to explain it to you it's just there's not all that much to explain uh, it's just a bunch of crazy separate scenes that living out here you see and they don't fit into any other major story so you just so after I tell them this there you go I get in the car and go home and I have the realization my great grandmother when she was picking cotton as a kid the break was to lean on the snake rifle you, if you wanted to take a 10 minute or, or whatever, you go lean on the snake rifle. And the snake rifle was a single shot 22, and it went off and it stuck right there in her. She had that brown dinner forever. That is wild. Yeah. She was a real little, little girl, and the there was like a country doctor who was like, I don't know what I could do with that. You know what I mean? Like, Didn't go through. She wasn't dying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ain't dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So I guess, man, fuck those that kids. That's, that's, <laughs> no, that's funny. God. But if I see them again, they come up to me like, hey, man, I'm like, sit down. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you're debunked, pal. Yeah, like, that's the, it's always. It didn't need to be debunked, but you brought it to the table. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, so many, like, it's funny, like, and I've been guilty of it, too, as a fan, but, like, you know, as you listen and have conversations like this and try to, I kind of understand what the artists or craftsmen is doing in creating a song they're normal people and how much of your life do you really usually sit there and think out thoroughly before you do or say we should but we don't most of the time it's just off the cuff bullshit and it just somehow falls together and everything works out for us same thing with songs some of them I feel like are intentional you know things that are they're supposed to say and like mean all something all supervening and then the other eight on the album are yeah. just like this all sounded good you know with, with our album I mean I feel like the Quills with Brian and Essentially, the quails kind of broke up for a second, and mm. everybody but Gabe's on the album. Uh, but I, I mean, he helped make it what it is as much as anything. Mm. Like he planned it out and did the track parts right. I mean, you know, really, fuck, really put it together, produced it. I mean, he's a producer on it. Yeah. So it made it much bigger than just my songs. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I, I did want all the songs to kind of 
Uh, they don't have to match a motif or nothing. But I, 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 I want it to feel like, like, like one big thought. Like a vein. Yeah, like a. Like for lack of a better term, like a weird gray area. Like term. Neil Young Harvest. Yeah. Or like John Hartford Aeroplane or something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a, just have an idea of like some continuity with it. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like we kind of got that because the songs are all over the place, you know. They're yeah. Which one? Are, wait, which album are you talking about? Uh, the, the Fair Play, Fair Play. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah. I'm making sure that you weren't still talking about the Quails album. Yeah, this one. Yeah, because it does, and that's what the, well, wild... the Quails are my band on Fair Play. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I was making sure you weren't talking about out of the yeah, broadcast. No, no, no. We were at the breakup before. Well, I have a song on that. They yeah. do that song on the Blue, and then I co-wrote Rattlesnake. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And actually, I got a story about that later. But yeah, um, but yeah, I felt that too, and that's what was so cool. Like from that first track of Possum, and then by the time we get to June Bugs in May, it's like wow, it's been this crazy ride. But I feel like there's kind of there's some story going on here. I don't know what yeah. it is. I can't put my finger on it, but I was trying to think about it on the way over here. I wrote uh, June Bugs. Uh, Idaho Stars. Uh-huh. Uh, That's, I was trying to think of the title of that song. Yeah. I, was, I wrote that song. Because uh, I love Idaho after riding a motorcycle through there and also understand, got got a very harsh lesson in why it's called the Sun Valley. So my little brother's a pro <laughs> rodeo kid. Like oh, my little yeah. brother's 10th ranked team roper in the world right now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's badass awesome. model, brother. That's awesome. Uh, Shout out, little brother. So, yeah, totally. Austin Rogers. Uh, so I wrote that song. I wrote that song. June Bugs. Uh, Seabirds. Uh-huh. Uh, cool Off. Uh, I don't know, five of those songs on that album. I can, for some reason, I can't think of them all right now, but, uh, I wrote those in a day. I rented a cabin. That is wild. And I just been like, yeah, and they and they all turned out really good. And there's four or five songs from that session. I finished seven or eight songs in a day, and I've never had that kind of output before. I mean, I'm not somebody who's like consistently creative, and I don't something about. Well, that's just difficult, even if you are like consistently creative. I feel like like that's some that's a damn. It was a feat. Uh, yeah. But man, I got some great songs out of it, you know. So. And how much did you feel like? Did you feel like how many like the artists kind of cliche like man? It's just the muse. I didn't really know kind of what I was doing half the time. Did you feel like that, or was you feel like you did have some like a heart a, like strong? I don't know if I I, I, I would feel it something like the muse. I I would feel just the pieces coming together. Yeah, okay, that's what, yeah, that's what I mean. At that time, I was real busy with school. You don't, you don't credit to some heady, like, thing. You're kind of like, I understand how I got all this to come together, but it was still miraculous that it did the way it did. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, Right on. The miraculous part is I didn't think I could have that high an output. Yeah. I mean, true. And didn't try really, like, yeah. go in there trying to get seven songs accomplished in a day. I wanted to finish some shit. You yeah, know? I wanted to rent a place where, like, my internet didn't work yeah, or whatever. I'm going to work hard today. Yeah. Fuck, man. Like, yeah. I just did an 18-hour day, and I'm not tired. Like, one yeah, of those As a matter of fact, I went to the Quail's opening show at Green Hall, and then I drove to that cabin in Cushing, and I stayed there a day, and then I drove back to Austin to play a show. It was Jesus Murphy. And so when I came back, I had 10 new songs to play, too. You know what I mean? So, that is wild. 
Yeah, and uh, so Seabirds, I wrote that song about my kiddo's bunny. He's got a, a bunny, carried Billy Bunny. Uh-huh. And so, and my kid was big in the hot air balloons. So it's, uh, we call my kid Bolinus. So that's great. my kiddo, yeah. And I wouldn't have known that. Yeah, well, that's the, why, yeah, just because I like, like I said, I met you for the first time last night. Yeah, it's a uh, okay. That's that, cool. that, I love that song. And, you know, honestly, a haystack. We're talking about haystack uh, yeah. earlier. The haystack is the other element that makes that album. That so guy's, that mean, guy's hit. Of the, yeah, that Fulbright plays keys on it too. Yeah. Cody Angel plays pedal steel on it. That's that. Cody dude. Angel's a monster. Yeah, like. Uh, just a real world class wise ass. Can we say wise ass? Oh, he is. Yeah, he's a wise ass. Uh, good kid. Uh, but when you're a prodigy like that, like, oh, kind of um, got. Yeah. It's kind of like when people like Jason Isbell's an asshole. Well, if I was Jason Isbell, I'd fucking be an asshole too, uh, man. <laughs> Can you play guitar like that? <laughs> Can you write those songs? Okay, well, there's going to be a dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe you're being a dick, and that's why he's being yeah. a dick. Oh. It's a never ending dick loop, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fast holes could fly if they just blacked the sun out, you know? <laughs> God dang. So, yeah, okay, so we got, I mean, that's, that's some, yeah, that's some dumb shit. Let's, uh, I'm trying to think what the fuck else is on the album. I made the goddamn thing. Um, but I, I think that's all the songs. Uh, cool Off, uh, Oh, Family Opera. Uh, yes. Family Opera was the one I finished that day. Okay. Was the other one? I knew there was another one that was like theater, like literature, something. Like, you know what? I wrote that song about my albino buddy who used to work at an Opry I used to go to. Um, and him and his old lady would get to fussing and he would have to go into the basement. And the way an Opry works is it's like a karaoke stage, kind of. Uh, like the house band gets Nashville number charts. Yeah. Okay, so that is, so if you get in through the Opry edition and you're going to sing a couple with the Opry band, because that's what an Opry is, it's a mm-hmm. showcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have in filing cabinets, now it's digital, but they used to, they had filing cabinets and a Xerox machine in the basement of the fucking Opry. And when my buddy and his girlfriend would go hang out and go see him at the Opry, and he's like a fucking albino or whatever. I mean, I'm not saying that to make fun of the guy, yeah. he's an albino. Mm-hmm. And you would go see him in the basement uh, under the stage, and there was like one chain light bulb, and you'd like go in there and just be like, damn, buddy, he's like, you got a to open the fucking doors up in here or something. Get some you know light I mean? here, man. This is scary. <laughs> I've never played the song for him. That is great. I've never played the song for him. Because, you know, who else is going to fucking be about? Yeah. I mean, he'll goddamn hear it if he's oh. into the set. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, great. And then, okay, then we missed one. Merle Haggard T-shirt, too. Oh, yeah. Which is your most popular song, probably, I feel like. Maybe, or one of them. Uh, you know, yeah, I uh, wrote that about some girl I tried to marry years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, I was going to ask you, was that a current or past or lover? I don't want to fucking talk about that. I was curious as to that, because obviously it's a very, like, even if it wasn't intended to, it's very, like, image like inducing uh, you know what I wrote the like, song because I was kind of heartbroken yeah okay yeah so it I, does I come don't down. often engage emotionally in songs mm-hmm. uh, uh, that sounds uh, well well to that level I understand what you mean I think most people would yeah, yeah, uh, agree yeah. like that's a hard place to get to well and I don't Hon- uh, honestly 
to, to, to honestly vulnerably yeah be, yeah, yeah not just cliche you know uh and uh ballady or whatever yeah but anyway you know I, I so i know my wife from playing in her band and a side guy in her band and uh she started doing that song and uh it's another one of those songs that is kind of genderless. Yeah. And it, 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 that is not intentional. It's, it, but it's like one of those things, like you just, you're saying those things simply. Uh-huh. You know, it don't, it, that part of it didn't need to be added. Uh, yeah. Sometimes the most important It was just fodder, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but it's been a song everybody's really liked. And I like doing it, and it's, you know, yeah. I wrote it on Brian White's guitar. Ten years ago. That's awesome. Yeah. Damn. We got yeah, a breed love, a little shitty breed love, and I wrote it on that shitty breed love. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, so, uh, but, you know, I don't know, I think about that girl now, and God damn, she couldn't handle the mess of me, to, like, the way my wife does. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's like this person wasn't worth it, but at the time. Oh, yeah. It, the, it, you know? Uh, kind of like BJ Barnum, American Aquarium. I feel like at the point in his life he's gotten to now, you know, with sobriety and like finding old, you know, having an awesome wife and stuff like that. Like, so half their catalog is he look, probably looks back and was like, fuck, that, that was so stupid and like, you know, <laughs> emotional, emotional and like not, not like well thought out or whatever and just off the cuff. And I will say, since that experience in the world, well, I've never let a guard down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it changed, I, 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 it changed uh, like know, something integrally well, about you, your person. Oh, yeah, that maybe yeah. it's not so great to be so upfront. Yeah. Uh-huh. But with everything. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but uh, you know, I don't know. I hope, like, I, I hope that don't shape relationships I have in a negative way. I mean, I'm sure it does a little, but, you know. No, but it's just an interesting, like, because I feel like everybody, I mean, if you don't have that experience in life, I feel like you haven't really lived life, and I kind of feel sorry for you if you haven't had, like, even though it's a negative experience, like, it's kind of an important thing to learn as, cool. a, yeah. as a coming of age, and because yeah. I've had the same type of experience God, kind of heartbreak recently, and yeah. it's just like, and then after a while, it's like, it wasn't even heartbreak, it was like, what, what, I was not selling your soul but not even selling it because you didn't get paid for it <laughs> yeah. you got it taken from you you know what I mean I had this dream the other day about that girl uh, and it was like she was like laying in the bed and I was like laying there talking to her I mean, it wasn't like sexual or nothing but she was like you know music has never loved you <laughs> Dang. And I was like, you know, neither did you. Is how the dream went. Whoa. And I woke up to my phone ringing, and my friends are still mutual friends. And I answered the phone, and I heard her laugh in the phone. And uh, I was just like, whoa, what the fuck? You know what I like mean? Like when the when the wall between I mean, dimensions I breaks or whatever. to her or nothing. You know what I mean? But it was just like, whoa. Just yeah. that one sound, <laughs> that one, like sound from the past that sonic yeah clip. they were yeah. linked like yeah that's wild I mean I'm sure they both happened at random Damn. but they happened the way they did you know yeah that is, that's cool yeah, that's but, interesting like cause that song again this is all just about that song that's yeah but you know fuck her and her family yeah they, yeah, like that's what's the that, end of it yeah <laughs> that's what's like that's what's fascinating that's what don't invite me to your goddamn party <laughs> uh, yeah uh 
So yeah, I don't know. The next thing I want to do, I want to do something kind of like more acoustic-y, I think, mm-hmm. for the next thing. Because really, that's what I like doing. I like I like playing. You know what? I I don't I don't want to play beer joints or like dance yeah. halls. I, I want to play theaters. Listening wanna, room. Yeah, fuck yeah. I want to yeah. wear a suit and have a side guy. I pay yeah. three hundred bucks a night. Exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, like a. I want to be doing it that way. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know what that looks like. I mean, I don't know how to reach that goal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but that's uh, what, that's, and that's what I feel like, that's what, and I, when I was talking to Joshua Ray, after that Crockett show, kind of said the same thing, like, man, yeah, Hoots is the bigger venue, but like, you're not, you're a golden light guy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know Like, those. kind of that same kind of deal, like, like, like you're talking yeah. about. I'm more of an acute, like, you can do the full band deal, like it's it's cool when you do it, but I feel like you're more comfortable uh, when it's just my like, album is totally yeah. country band on it. Yeah, exactly. Country yeah. band, and, uh, and it's not out of place with those no, songs no, either. You know all, what I mean? Exactly. Uh, That's why they're good songs. I feel like because they if a song should be able to be translated. Yeah, but all those songs were written and performed by me on a guitar exactly, for hours yeah. before they were. Yeah. But they should be able to be cut as an R and B song. They should be cut as an R and B song and still hold up. Well, I feel like they're. I'm also a a country person, Mm -hmm. and that fits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not disgenuine for me to have a country album with my folk songs. You know, it's all just semantics, but. I mean, you just gotta write songs. Exactly. That's yeah. what, at the end of the day, that's what it is. Like I heard uh, Guy Clark talking about Towns Van Zant one time, and he was talking about how sparse Towns Van Zant songs are, and he's like, you know, people think they're just whims, but they're like, so but esoteric too. Well, but that's that, wild. That that's bullshit. Like he sat down and worked them out to be. Yeah, that he's simple. a genius. Yeah, yeah. He's a savant, probably. Well, whatever he wrote songs well yeah I, I, I mean, I mean we, that's that's you can say that I think uh, so you know I don't know but yeah I did but the next thing I want to do I want to be way more acoustic and a little more bluegrassy and a lot more haystack and that and that's you know as far as trends go it's something that it, if you do that here within I mean right now that's catching fire is it in a lot of, I mean, you, cool. but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. across the nation, like, it's becoming more acceptable. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, especially, I mean, even, like, across American <coughs> cultures, Rhiannon Giddens, like... Oh, yeah. She made it, like, yeah, dude. It's everybody's music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's poor rural music. And, like, hip-hop is the folk of urban America, That's as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Yeah. Like, that's how I look at it. They just tell stories. It's yeah. just hit, like storytellers in history orders oh, totally yeah uh, from a normal man's point of view I mean I love 36 chambers yeah exactly yeah and like Ice Cube said like what? why am I saying all this I'm just reporting what I see walking to school man yeah I'm just being a journalist, essentially. Like, I'm, I don't have to make stuff up. Yeah. And that's how I feel like even still today living out here. We tell stories to people from normal civilized America, and they're fucking mind-blown. I'm just like, that's just our everyday life. Yeah. Just because we don't get, we're not regulated. Like, they don't care about the middle of the country, so nobody really watches us. <laughs> we I, I even sometimes think <laughs> we're coming of our existence as stories. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Our, our part of the, our people are made to, like to be the storytellers. Like, when you walk out of this room, 
and say goodbye the next time we see each other there will be a collection of stories to come along with to, the distance that's yeah, been in between to, to catch up on yeah like hey yeah, yeah exactly and, and, and that kind of seems how it's all rolling around a little bit you know uh, yeah I think that stuff's awesome sure yeah so that's where you're kind of headed next um, I guess get this in there too uh, any dates or like shows currently lined up or in the in the books or you know what uh, fucking book him uh, well yeah uh, <laughs> I had some medical stuff I broke my foot oh shit yeah that'll hinder a dude who has to With like, go on the road buddy's to ass yeah, yeah. anyway but uh, <laughs> not my most positive moment <laughs> and I'm gonna say this the next time somebody steals a hundred dollars from me, I'm gonna give them another hundred dollars and a hug. <laughs> because having to be down medically for like jumping off a motel bed and breaking my foot, you know what I'm saying? Was was worth the, the cost benefit? Uh, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yep, yep. Terribly behind money wise. Oh, so uh, I haven't been booking a lot of solo shows. Mm-hmm. I finished out what I had. I mean, I walked with the boot. I mean, it's not no big deal, but. Uh, uh, and then I, I've been playing with the Quails because the Quails did a couple reunion shows mm-hmm. for the through the fall, and those gigs have been just great and fun and not, you know, the bullshit around your own business or whatever. Yeah, I had exactly. some gigs that were just like catastrophically bad and like not having anything to do with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, just and dealing it's just with like, shady people that. Well, it's just like, I feel like uh, you watch Eastbound and Down, your mm-hmm. show. I'm just oh, tired man. of baseball butt-fucking. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, no, I haven't. I've been uh, booking things that I want to book that are fun. Like, a, mm-hmm. oh, I tell you, my buddy Ben McKenzie. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, ben, Shout out, yeah. Uh, yeah. Big time. Uh, so, the 29th of February, me and Brian and some other people are going to back him, and he's going to play his whole album. Down on the prairie's Ben McKenzie, right? Uh, Did he write uh, you get yeah, the, the titles loose. That might but, be. Uh, it's either him or Ben Danner. I'm pretty sure it's McKenzie. I fucking yeah. love that song off uh, the most recent album. So let me call it. No, I'm yeah. just <laughs> but uh, so we're gonna be backing him, and my buddy Blake Langford's gonna open that up. Hell yeah. Guy in Oklahoma City who really pulls on the rope for songwriters. I was gonna say City. y'all were talking about him a little bit last yeah. night. Hell yeah. Uh, he's a. This is one of my favorite Blake Langford lines. This guy and his wife came up, and she was like, hey, this is my wife. He's like, she's polyamorous. You know what that means? And he's yeah. like, you've got pretty eyes. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Quick, you know? Uh, uh, but anyway, he runs a jam Sunday nights at JJ's in Oklahoma City. That's great. Oh, yeah. Shout out. I think I've shouted them out on every podcast, but yeah. shout out JJ's. I love that uh, place. And <laughs> so uh, we're awesome. going to be doing that, and then me and Brian White are playing... March 15th, which is a Sunday night at the Blue Door. Nice. And those are fun shows. And then I'm playing at the Round Barn in the morning, which is like a community. It's a it's a historical site. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arcadia. It's a round barn that this fucking German guy built at the turn of the century. That's awesome. It's a dairy barn. Anyway, but it's a historical site, and it's just a big weird room with this big open thing, and it's going to be a, like an acoustic jam for a couple hours. I'm going to have some buddies out who don't like, who aren't like, well, uh, you know, pursuing themselves as product and just yeah. playing music for their enjoyment. They just jam. And yeah, jam, and yeah. we're great. Uh, I think it's weird. A lot of people don't realize that 
people who play music who are not necessarily pursuing it commercially or musicians and writers and creators. Oh, yeah. They just do it for fun. That's... It's like people woodwork. Or just want to own a house. Yeah, exactly. You know, or yeah, or whatever. Uh, But... Uh, so I'm gonna have some of those guys. My friend Dino. I'm gonna try to get him to come out and play some songs. And I got and, uh, yeah. So that's what I got coming up. I'm gonna try to follow up on some fair play stuff. I was kind of down for the count when it came out too. You know what yeah, I mean? Like for medically, sure. like so. it kind of happened like boom boom. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but she yeah no that that album needs to be listened to more. So yeah. Uh, well, we're uh, well, I'm looking forward to it. I uh, uh, I got. I've been dicking with this new mandolin tuning. Yeah, we were talking about that last night. Yeah, and so I got another mandolin, because that's what you need in the world is Uh, two. Oh, Uh, oh, yeah. Somebody explained to me instruments are like, uh, you don't really ever need one. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, It's frivolous. Well, and I mean, you can make music with your face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no but, uh, so if you could have a couple, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Since it's not a necessity, it's also not an offense to own more than one. But, and, like, my dad says, he's like, I'm not saying, like, possessions are the most important things in life. I am saying, though, if you die with the most toys, you win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I got it. Back on. Buff's going to play us yeah. a, a new tune or one off the this album? This is a or? brand new tune. Brand new tune. Unheard. We were uh, just talking off the record about some uh, heavy things. Uh, riddles, maybe? You yes, know? riddles. So yeah. I always wanted to write a song with a, a riddle. And so I wrote this song.
thing that came to mind after like the first minute in was if Mark Twain wrote an old crow song or like oh, a trampled right. by a turtle song alright yeah I don't know well good yeah. man so that's just my initial impression they sell that song to those people that's a badass song See, listen to it when it comes out so uh there's this great riddle in the world mhm I don't know. I hate watching songwriters talk about their fucking songs. Yeah. Like, uh... It's better to listen to it. <laughs> well, if you can... If you, the point of writing the song is to express something. Yeah. I, like like Bob Dylan said, I wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen to... You have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's also interesting to say. But... I feel like it's a weird song. I feel it's one of those songs that, like, it took a second to be like, oh, I don't know if it makes. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh... So there's a merchant <laughs> going from one side of the river to the other side of the river. Mm-hmm. He's got a rabbit, a cabbage, and a fox. Uh-huh. And a rowboat. Just got to get him across. So how does he keep those things separate from eating one another? Oh. You want to hear what it is? Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to come at you fast, okay? Yeah. So the rabbit, you take over first and leave him over there, and you come back and you take the cabbage, and then you take the cabbage back over, and you take the rabbit back with you empty this time. You leave the rabbit on the shoreline. You get the fox and the boat. You take the fox back over. You come back empty for the rabbit, and then you're across. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Whose philosophical dilemma is that? I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a riddle I heard somewhere. Huh. Uh, That's interesting. It's, it's a little... Uh, Thought experiment. What a weird... Uh, Question. Well, an amount of moving about we got to do to make it happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of like a, uh, a metaphor for life. Yeah, yeah. Extended metaphor. What's that? What's an extended metaphor? Motif, isn't it? Shit. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I forget the <laughs> fucking definition. I used to know motif. I used to know all, I used to have to yeah. teach all those dead literature terms and I'm sick of them. But they're important. They're fun. Yeah. Well, you know what I think it's interesting? Uh I got to, I've been that's an alternate mandolin tuning. I could say Yeah, you were talking about doing that earlier. Yeah, I watched Because it does sound like something about it is different just from a layman mode. Yeah, so but essentially what you do is you tune For the gearheads out there. The, yeah. These two strings, the high strings, as to G and D, which these are G and D also, so are the same note. As opposed to, it's tuned in fifths usually, but this uh-huh. you just tune two sets of fifths uh, this way. You don't tune all four to fifths. Boy. I'm one of the three kinds of people, those who can do math and those who can't, you know? <laughs> uh, but anyway. Yeah, it's cool because, uh, you know, guitars and stuff have a, a sympathetic ringing uh-huh. in strings. 
And the chords, you just kind of, you can make partials or the fingering is really weird. Mm -hmm. But when you kind of strum on them, those high strings ring out. And it's, it's, it's strangely like more of a bed to sing against in a weird way. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, so that's been cool. I, I watched this thing. The, the guy was talking about Bill Monroe playing in the ancient tunings. And so I looked up the ancient tunings. This was one of the ones they were talking about. And then there's one, this D-D-A-D, which is really weird. Uh, and I was watching this other show about these cats and the Himalayas who are like this like cast of bards who play these fucking weird gourd flute things uh -huh. with a fiddle bow and they've had two instruments in like a thousand years that thing and then this other one that's like this trippy banjo that's carved out of a teak log with a head on it and has four strings and it's tuned D-D-A-D so when Bill Monroe said ancient tunings he wasn't just being some shitty old geezer he literally meant he actually meant it the ancient fucking tuning to, to drop a Tyler Childers reference literally the universal sound well so <laughs> and when I kind of had that going on I realized like oh shit there's like a that's wild it, 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 it gave me a nice tie to like we are all like the same temporary thought of like being a creator and like oh I'm in a tradition too you know like how much is me how much is my own and how much is me channeling something that is just imbued in, in, in these instruments well yeah Be, or, because or, like or just, even how much like these instruments are associated with people I come from or yeah. something I, you know what I mean like it, it, like there's some tie to it yeah maybe there's all just a little bit of ties everywhere yeah. you know what I mean yeah I everybody has their own ties but yeah uh, so anyways and that's why music is like universal to get hippy dippy like it's I think that's what will save the world yeah because the, the everything all existence is waves well I think everything it makes it go important. down a little easier you know yeah. what I mean I don't know I uh man yeah uh, it's you were talking about the commodification of art and I, I think about that all the time too uh, my wife is works at this place called Factory Obscura in Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. It's like this weird art installation you walk through. Where's it at? It's it's uh, in the old Wayne Coin Building, okay. the Loom. Yeah, I know my buddy uh, who act, the one who's supposed to come cook for us. Okay. Like that yeah, fell yeah. through. He's actually sent me a bunch of pictures from there because Josh Salee had a show. Oh yeah, yeah. In there, and he like he was like, dude, you gotta check this wild shot. You're my only friend who like appreciate this insanity, and it's I, okay. Uh, that is wild. She yeah. works there. So stupid. I need to. I need to go. Those people have been making some money with something cool and original and like man it is like a permanent anchor in an art scene somewhere as permanent as anything can be but but something that is badass and like man creating revenue and like people having fucking paychecks from like creating so it's interesting to think like I don't have a problem with their commodified art. Yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah. You know what That's I mean? what I'm saying. Like, like, it, like the the because you, I, I want artists to make money, but it's like I when then your motivation starts out like my plan to make money is, which which uh, 
you know, genre or medium do I choose what? And you do, and you break it down monetarily instead of going like, I have a passion for this. How do I make money from that? I mean, I have you certainly know. figured out how to lose some money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, but uh, uh, I often, in my own dialogue with the commodification of art thing, uh-huh. uh, wonder is it the commodification of product that I don't like. Yes, that, and that's probably, yeah. And, and I, because the quality of things are pretty subjective, uh, truly. Yes. Um, but you know they can. But also they're not. Yeah. Count some shit out or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know, but I think that's a heavy conversation to have and think about all the time. It is. Uh, yeah, it's just I, I like to like ask it as an important like question to like I guess keep myself in check and like force myself to remain true to whatever principles I purport to adhere by. There's one joke that I think about sums the music business up so wholly. And that is there are these two record producers walking down the street and this good looking girl walks by and one was like, boy, I'd like to fuck her. And the other one's like, out of what? (laughs) Yeah, no shit, yeah. So, you know, not to be pessimistic, but if you keep that mind to it, it kind of rolls off your back a little easier, yeah. maybe a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's something that you just have to deal with, but it's, I wish it was, like, less of a thing. Uh, so, in the world right now, there's reruns of Johnny Carson on one of my strange uh-huh. antenna television, and uh, George Burns was on there, and he was 98 years old. God. And he was, he had been in show business, like, lamp lighting or something, just some old vaudevillian job that hadn't been a job since 1910, you uh-huh. know? Uh, and he was 98, and he was like, you know, I just love it. And, like, I'm sh- Entertainment business, music, uh-huh. movies, whatever. I'm sure George Burns saw some, like... <laughs> fucking epic failures and oh, like yeah. was done dirty and like man he was on Johnny Carson at 98 because he loved it yeah like like the the real ones are the ones who stick around eventually the cream does rise like Ray Wiley he just he's fucking 70 something and just like Eric Church like took him on tour and shit and he's just catching fires like but Ray's been that 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 level of craftsmanship since the early fucking 70s uh, yeah and he oh. just had to beat his head against a brick wall long enough and finally you can't get through a brick wall with your skull you know yeah. <laughs> I think uh, he tells everybody this but I saw him say it one time on stage and I, I read the book but, uh, yeah I, I just started it I got it for Christmas Letters of, to a Young Poet that book what Oh no! That was, I don't know. Did he write a book? Oh yeah, Ray Wiley did. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, yeah, sure. I can't believe Texans write books. Oh, uh, <laughs> hey, he's, he was born in Oklahoma. God yeah. damn it! <laughs> All right, maybe that's maybe that's why. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, he has a song called "The Messenger." Uh huh. Um, oh, and it's just about like. Uh, running and what you're afraid of and all that and that uh, it's it's by a guy named uh, uh 
Rene Rilke. And uh-huh. Rene Rilke was a German poet at the turn of the century. And it is a correspondence of letters with this kid who's a poet who didn't do anything but write the book letters to a young poet, uh-huh. who was the young poet. It was like a correspondence of letters between a like, teacher and a... I'm shitty, but the guy teaching me is badass, so I'm good. Well, maybe there was some promise yeah, and maybe yeah, he yeah, took him sure. on, but, yeah. but it, is, it is advice about writing. Uh-huh. The correspondence of letters. Man, that's fucking kind of meta. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> writing saying? about writing? Well, in letter form. Yeah. Correspondence. Yeah. I mean, like... Like the That's, Bible does. There's a lot or, to unpack know. there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, How much of it was intentional being they were like literature nerds? Oh, it's heavy. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a line in it, and I think he quotes the line somehow in the song, but I think he paraphrased it. But the, but the line in the book is, uh, Fears are the dragons protecting our most sacred treasures. <laughs> uh some Hobbit shit. Well, it's just a really fucking heavy book about, like, not judging yourself as a writer and, like, getting through it and, like, realizing that something might feel weak because you're not being afraid of something enough. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that is, yeah. that's fucking heavy right oh, there. Oh, man, way you, like, it is, yeah. You, like, explain that shit. It is really heavy. God dang. Yeah, they're, they're, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I love Ray Wiley Hubbard's set. I, I, I saw it twice. Yeah, I got this syllable packer too. Yeah. You can pack a fucking verse with that many syllables and yeah. make it sound that fucking badass yeah. that I know of. The time I saw him, he had a, a, a knee length 50 cent shirt on. That Last sounds right. Yep. Yeah. Like a black t shirt. Yep. Yeah, he's great. He's great. You want to play another jam? Uh, yeah, I could probably do if you want to. I'll do like a traditional one or something, man. I feel like we're gonna get super heavy on this. Shut the train down, so we're gonna play a song. This old traditional thing, uh, uh.
Rogers, folks. What's that called? I know what it's called. That song's called Barbary Allen's. Yes, actually, what that song's yes, called. yes, yes. I knew what it was, but... Yeah. Not all people have watched the new Ken Burns country music documentary, which you should educate yourselves. You know what? This was a question the other day. Which version do you learn? I think maybe you talk about this. Dylan or Dolly Parton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dolly Parton? Dolly Parton's <laughs> from Mountain Home, Tennessee. Yep, you know? yep. She's the real one. Uh, so, yeah, Buffalo Rogers, um, he dropped shows that are coming up currently. Uh, keep up with him. <clears throat> Social media, I guess. Uh, I, I, yeah, Buffalo Rogers on everything. Yep, pretty I much. I think so. Uh, I I have a shittier phone than the phone I've had previously, so I'm behind on all that. Yeah. But, but keep, exciting new things in the new decade. Yeah, by God, we just did, we just did, we saying? have better vision now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, look him up uh, if you're in Oklahoma, especially around Oklahoma City. There's really no excuse not to see this dude. He plays with Brian White all the time. The Quails, other. Associate X, then we dropped Ben McKenzie, uh, Dylan Stewart, um, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. They're, they're all over the place. Uh, catch them out, support them, buy Fair Play Hotels, stream it, listen to it. Yeah. Call me and I'll burn you a fucking copy if you need one that bad. Or hit Buff up and he'll send you one or you can buy one from just, him. It just takes like eight bucks a month to take me home with you folks. There you go. Eight dollars. Yeah. So there we go. So uh, get get that out there, listen to it, support it, and support live music. Uh, right on. Bye.